let's get into the word. Let's get into I'm you know what? I honestly this is what it's all about, guys. If we're having fun, then it's successful. That's really what it's all about. And I do, I, I, I am enjoying this process because guys really love is kind of weird. Like in our world today, love is not is not as free as it should be. Like I, I've had friends, I had friends that when I was growing up would <laughs> this was a hard transition. <laughs> Not a good transition, guys. Sorry, <laughs> but but it's true. Okay, we need more love in our world. We need more Jesus. So we're going to start practicing every week. Still doing loving acts. But before before we can really be practice love, like we've got to make sure that we've got our hearts in the right place. There's the transition I was there looking for. Go. Good job. We got to have our heart in the right place. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about a heart of God for God. All right. So everybody, let's let's pray. Maybe maybe some prayer will clear the slates. Let us start fresh. We need some prayer, guys. Lord, forgive me for that game and everything I said. Wash it clean, Lord. <laughs> we worship you. We praise you, Lord. We do thank you for giving us joy and laughter, Lord, and being able to celebrate with you, God. Thank you for your presence in this room. Let us focus in on your word today, God. And, and everybody say, in Jesus' name, Jesus name. Amen. amen. All right. Let's get into the word of God, guys. We are going to be talking about a heart for God and how important this is. I need my cell phone. Yeah, it's in the booth. That's where it is. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, so we're going to talk about a heart for God. Does anybody know the man in the Bible who's known for having a heart after God? David. David is known for being a man after God's own heart. What do you think that means? Anybody want to give me some suggestions of what that means? What does it mean that he was a man? He was what? Courageous. He was very courageous. Yes, that is one of the attributes of David. It was an attribute of God as well. What do you think, Saul? He loved him. He loved him. He under, yeah, he understood love in a way. You're right. You're right. What else? He never gave up. He never gave up. He what else? He was repentant. He understood repentance probably better than anybody. He desired a relationship with God. Yes. Anybody else? Sarah? Ooh, he was poetic. Very good, very good. He was a man after God's own heart. What does that phrase literally mean? Does that mean that he had the same heart as God? Does it mean that he has a heart that sought after God? Like this is something I've been pondering, so I don't really have an answer. So a good guess is worth it. I think it means like you die for God. You die for God. Like his heart longed to be with God. That's, that's good. What about you? Yeah, the actual intention and the mindset. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I've heard it a couple different ways. He, he, even though he made mistakes, he did everything he could to honor him and obey his laws to the best of human ability. Very good. Very good, guys. Very good. Give yourself some hands. Yes. Yes. I've often heard that expression about David being a man after God's own heart and I've always wanted to be that way myself like I want to make sure that I have a heart after God so 
I started studying into this a little bit, and that's where we're going to go. We're going to dive into it today. There's a story that Jesus tells, and it's all about your heart. Does anybody know the story in the Bible that Jesus talks about your heart in? It's a parable. It's a story. Nobody, 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 nobody? That's not surprising. Don't feel bad. Because this parable that we're going to talk about today doesn't really seem like it has to do with your heart. It has to do with a lot of different things. But when you study it at its core, you, you will realize that this whole parable has to do with your heart. So let's go to the first slide up there. Matthew 3, verse 3 through 23, is where we hear the parable of the farmer sowing seeds. Has anybody ever heard this parable? Yes. Oh, good. You're about to right now. Yes. That's awesome. I kind of like it if nobody's heard of it. But some of us have heard of it. Some of us have heard the story of the seed sower. And we know that Jesus told a lot of parables when he talked, right? Anybody know that? Jesus told parables. Like he didn't just talk straight out. But he told stories that you had to think about it to figure out what he meant by it. So today we're going to talk about that and we're going to see these things because there's a very big reason why Jesus talked in parables. Does anybody have a guess they'd like to throw out? Why would Jesus talk in parables? A parable is like a story. I'm glad you asked that because some people might not know. A parable is like a story that Jesus told, but it wasn't like a true story, but it's almost like a lesson that you could learn from. So a parable would be meaning like, the boy who cried wolf. That's a parable. There's not really, it wasn't really the boy who cried wolf. But you can learn from the story so you hear the story. Jesus did that a lot in the Bible. He told parables. He didn't, he didn't just tell you exactly what he was talking about. But he told a story that if you thought about it, you could figure out what he was talking about. So why did he do that? Anybody have a guess why he would do that? Why do you think Jesus did it? What? Like made them like riddles or Yeah, why did he speak in parables? Why did he do that? Very good, Zane. So he would actually listen. What do you think, Candy? Give us examples of principles that we need in our lives. Yeah, he did it to make to make yeah. You're right in a way, but he could have just told us. But he did it in a way, I think what Zane was saying hits it on the head. He did it in a way to, to make you think, and it was for people who wanted to know. It wasn't just given to everybody, but you actually had to study into it a little bit to figure it out. Because if, if it was like that easy, like, like to God's word, you do, like you don't know exactly what he's saying. You have to kind of study it, study the Bible to understand it. Right. He wants people who are going to dig in. He doesn't want people who are just going to take it at face value. He wants to dig in. So let's let's read a little bit here. Because Jesus is going to explain this to us in this verse, in, in this chapter. In chapter 3 here, Jesus is going to tell us a little bit about why we hear so many parables in the Bible and the significance of these parables. So we're going to start in verse 3. He told them many stories in the form of parables such as this one. And he said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil and the unwithering rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among 
the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell among the fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. And then he says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So if we have ears to hear, we should listen and we should be able to understand that statement. What did you learn from hearing that? What does that story say to anybody? The seeds that fell on the footstool were picked away. The other seeds were choked out, but some of them sprouted. What's he talking about, right? This is what everybody standing around was even thinking. They're like, what's he talking about? Is he just talking about seeds? Is he talking about, is he trying to teach us how to be farmers? Is that what he's doing? Or is there a point behind this message? And he tells them anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. But his disciples come to him and ask him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but others are not. So that's why Jesus talks in parables. Because some people are permitted to understand the kingdom, but some are not. You guys ever seen that happen? You understand, like, we understand some things are right, some things are wrong, but you got, like, friends around you and people around you that don't get it. Right. And you're like, I don't understand why they don't get it. Like, I know I can't go in the store and rob it. Like, I understand that. But I've had friends... We had no problem walking in the store and robbing it. And I would be like, why is it okay for them, but it's not okay for me? Like, how come I can't see this? And this is, this is what Jesus is talking about here. Some people, it's permitted to understand the things about heaven. Some people don't get it. Some of you guys are going to understand things. I can say, hey, if you, if you live a certain way, you guys are going to regret it. It's going to get painful. But if you live a good way, you'll have a blessed life. And some of you will be like, yeah, I get that, Dan. And some of you will be like, I don't get it. What's he talking about? What's he talking about with this? This is because of this reason right here. This is why Jesus did everything that he did here. And it says, to those who listen to my teaching... More understanding will be given to them, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use parables. Ah, so Jesus says, this is why I'm using the parables, guys. Because if you have knowledge and you don't use it, it's going to get taken away from you. So I don't want to give you knowledge until you're ready to use it. So I'm going to speak in parables so that you're not held accountable for things that you're going to be held accountable for until you're ready to do those things. But what is the determining fact on whether or not we're ready? Because we can all hear these same things. We can all be told them. But if I don't act on them, it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me my own understanding. He says, but for those of you who are not listening, even a little understanding will be taken away. That is why I use parables for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that said, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. So he says, some of these people, you can hand them gold. You can tell them about God. You can tell them about things that are good for their life. 
but they're not even going to understand it. They're not going to get it at all. It's not even going to make sense to them. And he says that's because they're not really listening. It's funny. Everybody, everybody listens when they get to that point. They're not really listening. They hear what you're saying. They hear you say God's good. They hear you say that God can do miracles. Yes, they don't believe them. I don't know. I've never really seen that. So I know I hear it, but I don't really buy into it. And what little understanding they have is taken away. But let's look at this next slide real quick. Actually, I think it's two slides now. But yeah. Flip forward a couple for me. In verse 15 right here, he says, he tells us why. They don't, they listen, but they don't, they don't really understand. They don't even want. And, and I'm going to take away what little understanding they have if they don't use it. So I'm hiding it, trying to get them through. But it's all because of this one point right here. It's because for their hearts of these people are hardened. And their eyes cannot hear, or their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. They've gotten to such a point, they've heard all these stories, they've heard all these things, they've gotten to such a point that they harden their heart to the point that God can't even heal them. So Jesus decided. To talk to us in parables. And guess what, guys? Oh, this is this is fire right here. This wasn't in my notes. This is from the Holy Ghost. He's still doing it today. Why do I not go up to my friend and tell them if they drink a bottle of alcohol, they're gonna go to hell? Yeah, it's not because I don't really believe it, because I believe if you drink enough alcohol, you will go to hell. But why do I not tell them that? It's not in the Bible. Maybe. But it's because of this. Because I don't want to harden his heart. So I'm going to talk in parables the same way the Holy Spirit does. I'm going to tell him, hey, you know what, buddy? Hangovers are terrible. You don't really want to go through that. I'm going to tell him, hey, you know what? I had an uncle who drank himself to death, right? You know why? Because I'm not, I don't want to harden his heart. But I want to give him a parable that he can think about. I'm going to tell him, guess what, guys? Life gets rough. There's some things that you want to avoid. I'm not going to sit him down and beat him with a, with a bat. I'm not going to force them to see things my way because I don't want to harden their heart to the point that God can't heal them. Right. I want them to be open. I want them to be acceptable. So I speak like Christ with parables. I tell them what's right and wrong, but I'm not going to force it on them. I'm not going to... I'm not going to make them feel bad about it. Because Jesus says, but blessed are your guys' eyes. You guys are blessed because you see and you have ears and they hear. And I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you guys see, but they didn't see it. They long to hear what you guys hear, but they didn't hear it. So now... So now he's telling you guys, you guys, you guys see things, you guys understand things. So now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting the seeds. The seeds that fell on the footpath represented those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Their hearts aren't towards God, so they don't get it. They hear his word all day long. They come to church. They listen to the preacher preach. They listen to the Bible. They, they get all this. They don't really understand it. 
None are really make sense to him, but they're just going to keep in the motion. And he says, then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their heart because they didn't have the right heart. So even though they heard all these things, they never really understood it. They never let it sink into their heart. They heard some things, but it never changed their heart. So the evil one was e easily comes along and snatches it right out because you never had it to begin with. You may have understood a little bit, but he never put it in your heart. The seed that fell on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing in God's word. So again, they, they come to church. Everything's great. They're happy to be here. Guys, church is awesome. This is an amazing place. I love it. I'm going to come here every week. But then eventually... It gets a little old, and they're like, all right, I've been there a hundred times. It's going to be the same thing. And it's not really in their heart. Jesus is like, he's hitting it hard here because he wants to get to the root of the matter, and the matter is always your heart. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but are all too quickly the message is crowded by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth and the fruit it produced. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and understand God's word. And it produces a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted because they had a good heart. So this whole thing that we hear about the soil and what represents where God's seed falls is all based on your heart. And if your heart is open to understand God, if you're open to the things of God, there will come understanding. But if your heart's not open to the things of God, not only are you not going to understand what God's word is really talking about, but you're also going to lose some of the understanding that you got. That's how we've got a world that's gotten so confused. That's why we're living in a day and age that they don't know what's up, down. They don't know what's this way or that. Total confusion because what understanding they had is being taken away because their heart was never in the right place. Sarah, if you'll come play for me, we're going to close it up. If you guys want to stand with me, yeah. remind me that we're getting ready to close. I just got one more scripture that I'm going to I'm going to read real quick, and then we're going to move on. We're going to pray for a little bit, and I'm going to let you guys get out of here. But before we do that, I want to read to you guys. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. If you have ears to hear, listen up. <laughs> if you have eyes to see, look up here. Okay. If you have hearts to understand, then tie into what I'm getting ready to tell you guys. Because God wants your guys' hearts open. He wants you guys to have a heart that's like a fertile land. That he can plant his seed in there and you're going to have understanding. You're going to have wisdom. You're going to know what's right. It's not going to be confusing. Many times I've heard people say, like, I don't know God's will. I don't understand this. I don't get what church is about. I can explain more to them. But what it's really about, it's about your heart. Because if your heart's right, you're going to get some things. If your heart's right, you're going to understand some things. Hosea 10 and verse 12, it says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness 
and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. So many people get confused about that. Our understanding is crazy. Like bad things happen and we blame God. Good things happen and we pat ourselves on the back. And there's so much confusion in our world. But God's a good God. God is a good God. Like He's a great God. He wants the best things for your life. He wants to dump righteous blessings into your life. But the only way He can do that is if you're willing to plow up that heart. If you're willing to soften your heart a little bit. He's not going to be able to plant seeds in your life and plant things in your heart if your heart is hard. If you don't want to hear what He has to say. Anybody ever try to do something nice for somebody who didn't want it? <laughs> ever do that? <laughs> I'm thinking of something. I don't know if I should say it or not. But there are situations in life where you do nice things for people and they don't really appreciate it. They don't really care because that's not what they want. That's not what they're like. They're like, I didn't want that. It's like, it's like giving a homeless person a sandwich and they really wanted money, right? And you're like, here's food. You're hungry. You're living on the street. Let me give you this. And they're like, I don't, I don't want that. I want a dollar. Like, I want some money. It's, it's a little bit. They don't, they don't take it like it's a good thing that you just did for them. God's the same way. Like, God's got some good things that he wants to give you in your life. But if your heart's not in the right place, you're not even going to appreciate what he's doing for you. You're not even going to think what he's doing is actually good. It could seem like it's a bad thing. If your heart's not in the right place. Hey, church is just all about rules, guys. God's just God's just a big God up in heaven with a hammer waiting to pound me as soon as I do something wrong. They don't have their hearts wrong. Their heart's not in the right place. So they're not getting things the way it should be. But if we can clear our heart out and we can soften our heart to the point that God can plant seeds in it, then we can see God's goodness for our life. We can see that he's actually doing things for our better. He didn't say don't drink because he just didn't want you guys to have fun. He said don't drink because it's poison and it'll kill you. And whether we understand it or not, it's the truth. And God doesn't, he doesn't have a lie in him. So he expresses total truth. But if my heart's in the wrong place, oh, God just doesn't love me. God just wants my life to be terrible. God wants to dump blessings in your life. God wants to bless your life. Let's take a couple of minutes to make sure our heart is in the place that he can bless it. So if you guys want to hit the lights, you guys can come up front. Let's sing. Let's just take a couple minutes. Let's let God plow up this field in our heart. Let's let him plow up this hard ground. And let's, let's make our heart soft. Somewhere that God can plant seeds. Somewhere that God can show us how to love like He loves.